Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Are you self-conscious about your smile due to stains? Have you ever wished that you had a whiter and brighter smile? Smile Actives is a safe and affordable alternative to expensive whitening procedures. You simply add Smile Actives gel to your toothpaste every time you brush your teeth, making it the easiest teeth whitening solution out there. In a clinical trial, Smile Actives users reported up to five shades whiter on average, all within seven days. No change to your routine, no extra time. Right now, they are running a buy one, get one offer. Hurry to smileactives.com slash iHeart today to receive this special offer with free shipping and handling. The Volume. The Draymond Green Show is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to bet the action than on FanDuel Sportsbook during the football season. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get payouts in as fast as two hours. There's so many bet types. My favorite same-game parlay bets. There's live betting, player props, futures. If you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. To get started now, sign up. Please use the promo code Colin. C-O-L-I-N. FanDuel Sportsbook makes it easy. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draymond Green Show. I am honored to have this next guest, a guy who I got a bunch of respect for. Uh, I always talk about, you know, guys who got it out the mud, and I and I respect guys that got it out the mud, and it ain't. It's not many guys that done got it out the mud like this next guest. Maybe other than P.J. Tucker. When you look at journeys through basketball and what guys had to go through to get to where they at today, no one has, has I, I take that back, Udonis Haslam and P.J. Tucker. Uh, and, and what I'm speaking of is guys who, you know, you, you go through college basketball and, and real players and like great players and then have to go overseas and take that journey and make their way back to the NBA. I can't imagine uh, what that's like. And I like to think that I'm a mentally tough guy. But when you're talking toughness, you can't not speak of this guy. When you're talking defense, you can't not speak of this guy. And when you're talking playoffs, you can't not speak to this guy. Honored to have this next guest, Pat Bev. What's up, my brother? Dre, Dre, love, gang. Thanks for having me. I appreciate to be Absolutely. one of your guests on your show, bro. Thank you. No, I appreciate it, man. I'm I'm honored to have you on as a guest. You know, we always two guys that go at it on the court, you know, and mm-hmm. and yet, you know, it's it's a bunch of respect. 
But I just, I really want to start off and just talk, talking about your journey. You know, you coming through west side of Chicago, uh, which, mm. which we all know is not an easy upbringing, you know, and, and, and making it through that. And, and averaging 37 and a half points a game in high school, man, just, just talk to me about your journey through Chicago first. Uh, so, uh, man, Chicago, um, mother raised me, uh, a lot of, a lot of strong women raised me. And usually that's, that's the up, upbringing in, uh, the Midwest, you know, you kind of familiar with that, uh, moms being in the background. So, uh, you know, obviously growing up, you know, in the neighborhood I grew up in, you know, it was always, you know, if I was on the corner, mom comes drive down, stay your ass off that corner, you know? So, mm -hmm. so, so, so growing up the, the upbringing was already like, you know, the rules were set in front of you already. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Even before absolutely. I even knew NBA or anything, you know? So um, uh, to go through it, uh, you know, we speed up. I, you know, I, I grew up in a household. My grandma, she adopted 11 kids. I was the only child. Um, and, and the guy who started me playing basketball, my older cousin, um, um, started me playing basketball. He was the best kid in the hood at the time. I was the worst. I always got picked last. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I couldn't shoot my form one right, you know, so, but, but, you know, growing up, like, I, I just kept going. I kept battling. I kept battling. I stayed at the gym. You know, when my cousins didn't want to go to the gym during the snow, I was there with my shovel, shoveling up. But, you know, the fast forward, all that, that kind of brought you, bring me to, you know, the upbringing in Chicago. Um, you know, I led the state in scoring, uh, co-player of the year with Jonathan Shire. Uh, you know, so this mud story, this ain't a, and the story that's just, you know, from, I started from the mud even, even at the park, you know, Absolutely. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm just fortunate to be in a situation, man, able, you know, able people able to kind of listen to me a little bit. Uh, my word holds, holds a lot of value now. And uh, man, you know, I'm just riding the wave with it. I respect that, bro. And you, you leave Chicago, you go to Arkansas and you didn't play all four years at Arkansas. You end up leaving early and actually going overseas. Uh, take me on that journey through Arkansas with you. Okay, Arkansas uh, wanted to get away from Chicago. I had Michigan and Arkansas. Uh, yeah, you would have been hyped. I would have went to Michigan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so, uh, but look, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm rewinding. I told you this a while ago. When I was in high school, we came down there and played y'all. I mean, I don't yeah. know who might have the film of that tape, but we came down there and played y'all in high school. But college, uh, went to Arkansas. I mean, played my ass off freshman of the year, newcomer of the year, um, you know, all SEC. I was first All-American, me and Steph Curry on the same team. I was fortunate to get invited to the USA team. Again, me and Steph Curry on the same team throughout this process. I'm going through Steve Nash camp, Paul, Paul Pierce camp, LeBron camp. Again, me and Steph Curry roommates, you know, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, <laughs> so like, the, you know, like, like the story was, you know, it's, it was, it was, it was, it's a good one. Um, you know, unfortunate situations happened in college, uh, plagiarism, stuff like that. I got, I got suspended. Uh, I chose to leave um, and go overseas. My first team was a uh, second division in Ukraine. Wow. Second division in Ukraine. For all you listeners out there that don't <laughs> understand what this man just said, he just said second division of Ukraine. Now, let me tell you something. The first division of Ukraine probably isn't even a top five league in Europe. And this man, who, who everybody love to hate, who I've had my battles with this man, pissed me off too. 
It seems to have a way of getting under everyone's skin. Um, is now doing what he's doing after playing in the second division of Ukraine. I'll tell you something interesting, and 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 I applaud you, and like I just said, PJ, UD, on your path. I walked into my assistant coach office when I was a senior in college, and I said to him, I said, D, I think this is my last year playing basketball. And he said, what? And I'm like, nah, D, this is my last year playing, bro. I can't go overseas, bro. I, like, I ain't built for that. I don't know if I can handle that. That's too far away from home for me. Like, I can't do that. And he started laughing at me like, man, shut up. You'll get drafted. But, like, people don't understand that grind and going overseas, you leaving mm -hmm. your family for nine or ten months. Ukraine is mm -hmm. probably cold. You in second division, probably mm -hmm. busting places. Talk to us about being on a second division team all the way in Ukraine. Okay, so second division, Ukraine. I, I had a son real early in college, um, my, early in my freshman year, um, my sophomore year. Um, I just had my daughter. So, so at the time I was getting dismissed out of school, uh, my daughter's just been born. So at the time I'm, I'm, I'm out of school. I got two kids. I'm out of school. I don't wow. have a job. I'm, 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 I'm you know, I get kicked out in July. The draft is in June. That just passed up. Uh, um, I'm meeting with, you know, I'm meeting with coaches. Shout out to Nick Nurse. He was the first, first coach I met with, Iowa Energy. Um, I, I don't get a job until, I don't get a job until October, November. So I'm just wow. in Chicago. And you know, you're a product of your environment. Blah, say, blah, blah, say, blah, to get by, whatever. Um, and then I get a call. I get a call, Ukraine. I'm super excited. You talking about, Dre, you talking about 21 hour bus rides, gang. You talking about twenty three hour train rides? You talking about washing your own jersey? You talking about you 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 where you playing at? It's a YMCA, you know. Like uh, the oldest guy on my team, like his son was my age, you know. Like, like so, my experience was was, was 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 very different. I came over there with my mom. Uh, you know, we didn't. I think they gave me four thousand dollars in cash. And we bought some groceries with it. Come home, plug in a PlayStation. All the, all the lights go out. You know, so like I, I went through the whole, I went through the whole thing. I went through the whole thing. <laughs> that's that's absolutely insane, man. Like I said, brother, <laughs> I take my hat off to you. I, I just don't know if I could handle that, man. Yeah, you could do it. Yeah, you could do it. You're the few people that could do it. You're the few people and, that could do it. And, and so you, 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 you did that. Obviously, you elevated yourself. But how, how much longer did you stay overseas before you then made your way back? And I actually played against you your first year with the Rockets. Yeah, so I go, I go, I go Ukraine. I get drafted out of Ukraine. Uh, uh, Lakers draft me, trade me to the yep. Heat. I go summer league Heat. I don't, I didn't, I didn't feel like I knew how to run a point yet. I, I didn't think my gang was ready yet. I go to Greece. I play for the, the biggest team at the time, Olympiacos. Me, Josh yep. Childress, Bond Wafer, Linus Clay's uh, probably one of the best teams put together on paper. Uh, we go to EuroLeague championships. We lose to Ricky Rubio, Barcelona. I'm the youngest African-American to ever play in EuroLeague. You know, uh, uh, again, and so with the story with that, I go to EuroLeague. I, I had to make the team. Wow. You know, I had to make the team. I made the team. I played the first game, didn't play the rest of the season. We're losing by 13 and a half in the EuroLeague championship. Coach comes in. Pat, you start. I couldn't make this up. <laughs> I couldn't make this up. He always told me that, man, I've always seen some of you, Pat, you will be better than everyone on this team. Just trust me. I trust the process. I rolled the bench the whole year. Any any regular American, they were going to take their ass back home. Absolutely. Two kids, 100%. you know, stayed there, worked on my game, came back to the heat, 
boom, sign my first NBA contract. I'm excited. I'm playing with LeBron James. I'm playing with D Wade. I'm playing with Chris Bosh. I'm playing with Mike Miller. I'm excited. I got Carlos Royal, Mario and Chalmers in front of me. I'm thinking in my head, two years, I can catch them. You know, like the competition within it. Mike Miller gets hurt. Think he hurts his thumb guarding LeBron in practice. I'm this man on the totem pole. I got to go back overseas, unfortunately. Unfortunately, uh, I had to go back to Russia. And you know my mindset at the time. Prideful young man. I'm, you know me. I'm fuck man. Fuck the NBA, man. They don't want me. They just I just settled my career in Russia. I signed one of the biggest contracts in Russia. Uh, played there a year. Uh, next following year, I came to the NBA. It's crazy, and I'm sure Jackson will find this clip. The the Rockets. Pat Bev comes to the Rockets. First year. We're playing against the Rockets, and they're about to break a three-point record. <laughs> <laughs> so hey. Pat catches the ball in the corner, and he's about to tee off the shot, and I come out of nowhere, foul the shit out of Pat Bear. <laughs> and now, the way I foul him, and this is, this is where everybody should have knew, bro a little fucked up. The way I foul him, most people would get up upset. Actually, I'll tell you what most people would get up like. Most people will get up and act like they upset, act like they're going to fight, and act like they're going to do all that. He hopped up like shit, go foul, and go to the free throw line and shoot the ball. And I'm like, all right. So for those of y'all out there that don't know how to evaluate talent, there's a little key for y'all to you know when you got another sick one when they get fired <laughs> like that. And they just hop up. You know, Joe D told me a story before, man. Joe D told me a story about Dennis Rodman. And he said Rick Mahorn laid Dennis Rodman ass out. He said Dennis Rodman got up and said, hmm, now we're playing some basketball and walk to the free throw line. I couldn't Love believe that. it, but that's what that, that's what that moment reminded me of. And I've been getting them stories from Jody's for years. And when you did that, I'm like, oh, because is a little different out here. But and people don't <laughs> understand that when that happened though, Dre, People don't see, and I can't wait till people hear this. Like, this is like, this is a profound story. Like, so when that happened, me and Dre, we begin a, our own little personal beef from mm -hmm. that from that game, you know? <laughs> and we were beefing for like four or five years to a point where it was like, we see each other in chapel. I don't know what to say. He don't know what to say. I'm looking at him, he's looking at me. Okay, it's cool today, I guess. You know, like, and, then, and the older we got in the NBA, it's crazy that we sitting here right now, man. Like, God is good, bro. Absolutely, yes, he is. <laughs> the reality is, I, I think I, as two black men, and, and it's a totally different thing, but as two black men, we tend to keep that on, you know, and, and keep that going. That's so you know true. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that we were able to get past that. But also, uh, from a total basketball standpoint, you or I ain't supposed to still be here. All right. You that, know what I'm saying? That. Like, we're not supposed to be here anymore. And, and so the fact that you thriving and doing what you're doing, uh, I've been able to do what I do, bro. I don't, I don't take this for granted at all. And I know, and I tell people all the time, you, you, don't, you don't take this for granted even more than I do. No, and no. the reason I say that and, and what I'm getting at here is you play, like, I, I can admit, I, I have some nights I come out and I just can't find it. I, I don't feel like there's ever a game where you can't find it. And, mm -hmm. and to me, as someone who's known for playing hard, they're players hard as hell, 
Brother, walk me through that, because even to me, I I just can't I can't <laughs> understand that. It's eighty two games. You yeah. play every game you possibly can, and 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 you find it every night. Like like walk me through what's getting you going every single night you go out there. So it started like we've the conversation before. So it started at the simplest thing of being the last kid picked. Then that goes from high school to being you know, Sharon Collins and Jonathan Shire being ahead yeah. of me, you know, and that goes from college to, ah, man, Mario Chalmers and Carlos Royal, how the fuck they picked them over me, you know, and it was, and it's all that animosity, it's all that shit built on me, on top of me, on top of me, to a point when I was like, you know what, like, man, like, I remember, I can listen to the American flag over there five years in a row, like, I remember, like, I, I, fans were booing me, I mean, they still, Still booming, but uh, like fans were throwing <laughs> stuff at me. It was it, it wasn't even like a it, more of a hate thing. So when I get to the NBA, it's I'm not taking this for granted, man. I can't take this for granted. Every night I step out there, I'm giving them all. So I might get hurt some years. I, this is just the way I play, put my body on the line, all that. But man, I, man, a guy brought me this far, man. I can't let him down. I gotta go hard, you know. And that's just always been my mentality, like just go hard, not from like a, a selfish like a selfish part, not from like a, I wanted the money, like not from any of that, just the point, like I'm in the NBA, I'm playing with the best of them. I want to be prepared every single night to go out there and be successful. And like, and obviously I lose, I lose some battles and with that mindset, I won a lot of battles too, you know? So like, absolutely. You know, yeah. no, that's, that's a fact. And I think you're, you're, I, I, I spoke about this on my podcast, on this podcast during, uh, during the finals, you're some guys get booed and, and they get booed for several reasons. Some guys get booed because they quit. Uh, some guys get booed because, you know, for whatever reason. And some guys get booed and it's a badge of honor. And you yeah. are one of those guys that you get booed. It's a badge of honor because and, and I can admit this, like <clears throat> I was once one guy that, that didn't believe like in everything you did. I I, I respected your grind, but I just. I didn't see it. Like, and I saw the work ethic and I saw all of that, but it just didn't make sense to me until I really had to dive in. Like, but he do this every single night, like every night. Like, you know, sometimes you get caught up and you think like it's antics, it's this, it's that, but you can't keep antics up every single night. You can't do that. You know? And, and so since I got to the like, league, right. <laughs> like you, 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 I, I, I honestly, truly say that you made me a believer. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I can't sit here in your face and say I was always a believer. You made me a believer, like you've made everybody believers, and and I, and I got a lot of respect for that. You've done something, and I want you to talk to me about this. You've done something that I, I was on course of doing, and then I lost it. And you've went to the playoffs on every single team that you've been on, and that that that's no coincidence because the way you bring it every single night. That's going to, like, lead to a bunch of wins, and then guys pick it up when they see that energy. But talk to me about uh, just getting to the playoffs every single year. Like, you know, there's all-time greats. You play with pro the, arguably the greatest player to ever play. Ha didn't make the playoffs all year. I play with uh, one of the greatest players to ever play. Didn't make the playoffs every year. Talk to me about getting back there every single year. You've had injuries uh, certain years, and you're still – coaching on the sideline and doing all that to get your teams there. Just talk to me about that mindset going in every year, like, I'm getting there. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. 
Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like in the parking lot at your kid's peewee championship game. A trophy bigger than your five-year-old is blocking the rear windshield of the car in front of you. As they reverse into you, you're stuck on defense. And if you don't have the right auto insurance coverage, this crash could drain your athletic fund. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Uh, so at, when I first came to the league with the Rockets, we we were just really talented. I, mean, was, I think we were the eighth seed at the time, but we were just young, really talented, young James Harden, Jay Lynn, Chandler Parsons. So my first year with the playoffs, obviously it's my first year. I don't understand the grind. I just know that any game I play, we're supposed to win. And like, if I lose, I'm angry. But then I get on the bus, this guy's not angry. And this guy's on his phone. And this guy's talking to, so I'm like, okay, maybe losing. Is losing okay? Nah, I'm, fuck that. Fuck that. Losing is not okay. I will not accept that. So, you know, after four or five years, get into the playoffs, Western Conference finals with the Rockets, you know, I, and I go to the Clippers and, 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 and I get put in a trade, you know, me, Lou, Trez, Sam Decker, all the picks for Chris Paul. I kind of looked at my, like, man, I, and I know it wasn't just me, but like, you know, I got traded for like Chris Paul. Like that's, that's a big fucking deal. Like, like Absolutely. Okay, I hold, maybe I hold a little bit of value, you know? And when I got yeah, to the Clippers, yeah. I just wanted to, like, you know, I just wanted to kind of keep it going, you know. Some years my, you know, like, 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 like some years my attitude, you know, I, I wasn't coming in with the best attitude in training camp, you know, some years, obviously, because I'm young, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm, you know, I don't know how to, you know, really be a professional. I, I really haven't had really good bets, so I'm really kind of learning everything on the go, you know. Um, but, man, when it all clicked, man, it all clicked, I don't know, maybe my, you know, third year and, and, and Clippers. I mean, this is maybe four years ago and it all clicked. It all clicked. The work ethic, the, 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 the ability to voice what I have to say, the ability to coach. I'm, I'm the game is slowing down. Like, you know, I've always had great coaches growing up, but like now the game is in slow motion. Like I see things defensively that even coaches don't see, you know, and, and I, and it, and I became like addicted to it, Drake. Like I, I became addicted to it. Like I wanted to get better. I wanted to find ways to get better. I wanted a good pick and roll player. I wanted to get better at that. I wanted a, a, a good three point shoot. Okay, cool. I wanted to keep my percentages up. Okay, stay your ass in the corner then. Like, that's your shot. Stay in the corner. Stay less. Like, I began to find ways to like, be one of the top like professionals 
Yes. In the NBA, mm-hmm. on, you know, mm-hmm. on and off the court, no DUIs, no domestics, no none of that funny shit, no drinking and driving. Like, so I, my brand has always been solid, but you know, with the antics, people didn't know who I am. So, but when you do it for so long, like you say, people are like, damn, that's, and maybe that's just really him. Like, you, you know, <laughs> and, and, and from there, it's just the, the addiction just grew and grew. And I just, you know, now everything I do, I see things slow motion. I see things other people don't see. I see things coaches don't see. Like, and 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 I just been it's it's been fun now, you know. Like yeah. it went from like hard, like damn, I got to grind, grind to like it's fun now. Like it's, it's so much fun now, you know. So I mean, you Absolutely. know that, you know that. No, for I sure, know, you should, you know that the best. So no, I think when that game <laughs> starts to slow down for you, and, and and you can see plays two use two steps ahead of these plays before they happen, it's fun as hell. Because for me personally, I feel like <clears throat> I I <clears throat> like going into game, I'm like. I'm gonna fuck their whole offense up. Like, no problem. Like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm about to destroy their whole offense. I know what they trying to get to. I know what he trying to do. Trying to get I'm, about to right. me- I'm about to mess their whole offense up. And that's you every night. <laughs> like, you gotta yeah, do something else. Got to, you gotta, and my thing is, and you, and you know, I, it, I promise it, it, and I tell everybody this, like, it's, it's no one in the, in, the, in the game right now that impacts, like, winning. The way the way you do on your level and the way I do on my level, obviously I'm not a champion, so I can't even even speak to that caliber. But but you don't have to be a champion to be a winner. That's a you fact. Understand what I'm, you understand that what I'm saying? That is a fact. You understand what I'm saying? Like so, like but it, you know, my time maybe hasn't come yet. But like it, all those same ingredients involve the same thing, you know. So when it yes, comes to do. like impact impacting a game, like. And this shit's fun now. Nah, because he's mm-hmm. out of control. I'm going to just take a charge on him. He's going to get frustrated. I'm going to get on his skin. Okay, I'm going to foul the shit out of him. Okay, Tech, he's out the game. All right, cool. <laughs> That's cool. Next, who I got next? Okay, coach. Right, I'm going to talk shit to the coach. Get him a little rattled. That bullshit-ass system he's running. Oh, okay, the delay shit don't work. Put pressure on the big right here. Force him to pick. Yeah, yeah. Okay, got the coach arguing with me. I'm cool. I'm cool now. I'm good. I'm good. My, my job here is done. This My stars, pressure's off y'all. They all looking at me. Y'all make y'all free throws when you need to. Y'all make y'all three points when you need to. I got it. Y'all good. You know, and it's, hey. <laughs> and it's you know, and it's, that's how it is. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I hope, I hope to God that y'all understood what this man just said. I hope y'all <laughs> understood what this man just did. Because that right there is impressive. That right there is why who you are who you are. That right there is why you're in the playoffs every year because all of those things, people don't understand those things. Like, and for, for those of you that couldn't quite understand, he said, okay, I'm going to take this man out of the game. Okay, I know he's a little out of control. I'm going to take a charge on him. I'm on his skin. Let me go get this next guy. Up, oh, just got him. He got a tech. All right, dang. Oh, I got him another one. He out the game. Let me get to this coach. Hey, your system is awful. Now he rattled. He talking to me. He not thinking no more about the system he actually running. Do, do y'all understand what this man just did? That is absolutely insane, bro. And I respect it. I get it. I love it. I appreciate it. That right there, like, that is being a master at what you do. You know what I'm saying? Right. I think so many people get caught into, like, Oh man, he don't score. He don't do this. He don't do that. And and I saw uh shout out to Rico Hans, OG Rico. Yeah, Rico. Uh, I saw I saw um you speaking and, and w- speaking on Rico. 
One thing I respect about Rico is when guys come in the gym, Rico don't want to hear himself talk. Rico want to hear the guys talk that he's seen doing it, that he respect, and I love and I respect that because you get, number one, he's going to require that you play great you, basketball. That's number one. But then you get, like, real game. And Rico give good game, too. Like, good, great, great game. game. Like, yeah. OG. But when you're getting game from guys that's doing it currently, that's that's doing it right now, that's been doing it for a long time, with some of these younger guys that be in that gym, it, it rings differently. And I saw uh, your speech, and it was very similar to something that I had said there. And, and you were just talking about, like, uh, different roles and what guys got to do in the league. And I respect that. And just, just like, talk to me about being a master in your role because people can't quite understand yeah. that. And because of that, they don't understand the value right. that's, that one is bringing. So just talk right. to me about being a master as you are in your role. So I, I average 30 in high school. Like mm -hmm. I go to college. They, they, they bring me in, put the ball in the hole. I, I go overseas. To, to have the same traits that I had in college and high school and the U.S., you know, the, the Olympic game team, put the ball in the hole. That's always been my thing is put the ball in a hole, Pat. Get to the paint, get to the free throw line, put the ball in the hole. Do you? We're talking about MVPs and Euro Cup. Like, put the ball in the hole. I had to come here and learn the whole fucking new skill, Dre. I didn't play no fucking defense. <laughs> I didn't play no fucking defense. That's like Steph Curry being a shooter and coming to the league and being the best defensive player in the world. That's a fact. I had Absolutely. to learn a whole new trait and had to master that trait. In order for me to be successful, I had to master a trait that I didn't know zero, like very little about. So, okay, cool. I bet. I, okay, cool. No one's picking up 94 feet. Okay, I'm going to pick up 94 feet. Okay. Okay, I'm going to take that little, I'm going to take that with me. Mr. 94 feet. But now, if I do pick up, I have to, I, my, my, whatever I want that my title to be, I have to back that up. In order to back that up, I need, I need, I need something solid. What's solid? Awards, awards that come from the NBA, not just what I think, what other other people think. And okay, cool. Okay, first team got a couple second teams. Okay, Kawhi, uh, you got defensive player. Yeah, I don't really know nobody that I can just call off my phone and get defense. What do I need to do? Ooh, you need to block more shots, man. Okay, and take more charges. Okay, so last year, I, career high steals, top ten charges, let number one guard block shots. Don't make a fucking team, Dre. Now I'm angry. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? So like, so but it comes with it. Okay, go on. That's the whole beauty of it. Let's start this shit. Let's start it from the beginning. Let's get back. Let's wrap it all up. That didn't work. Scratch that. Scratch you. That training shit I did with them hamstrings. Fuck that. Let's work on the quads today. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is to get better, bro. <laughs> we gotta get better because we gotta make a team. That's the only way I can solidify. I'm, I'm trying to piece together ways of you know. Uh, of trying to individually get better. I don't know if that's my body. I don't know if that's my mind. So Dre, I just go through a phase one year. I just start looking at all coaches, bro. I start looking at all the coaches who came on the pop. I can't all the coaches who came on the Mike Budenholzer system. I start looking at all the coaches with system they running. Where they at now? Okay, if an offense is driving the ball, where the, where's the ball getting driven from the most of the time? I'm getting my numbers. Okay, slots, slot drives. Okay, I can take advantage here. I can be in charge lanes. Okay, cool. I got to respect around the league. They let me fuck a foul. I can knock the shit out of people that they won't call it, especially young guys. I got to watch how I do stuff, though, because they might try to kick me out. Then I went through a whole phase of, like, okay, like, with tendencies. So I have my, all, I have all my trainers, like, man, fuck. Okay, cool. Like, fuck the skill this summer. I, I need to know. I need to spend a year of just knowing players. 
I, I was overseas, so I didn't play against these guys in college. I didn't know how such and such moved off screens or how such and such moved. I just I just knew, okay, give me Tennessee. So I spent one summer, bro, weight room, uh, conditioning, and film study, not even basketball skill. I had to sacrifice a year of my basketball skill because I understand, like, okay, that shit go come. I'm going to get up all the attempts, all the shots. That shit's go come. I got to stay in this league. In order for me to stay in this league, I got to pick up 94. I got to cause havoc. I got to know what's going on. And I have to know tendencies. I have to know tendencies better than my coaching staff. So I'm going through the, and I'm going through different plays and I'm going through different people. Okay. Steph Curry, obviously, man, I can't touch him like I want to. All right, cool. Watch that left hand, you know, kind of send him left. Cause he don't really like that. Okay. Clay, I got to stay down on him. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm facing Dane. Okay. He might pull deep, but I'm living with that shit. I'm, that really can't beat me consistently. Not, not all game. And if he does, then fuck it. You got me tonight. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying? Okay. KD. Okay, cool. He's never really seen a player like me guard him. Not a small one, so fuck it. I'm going to just take his legs up on him. I'm going to put my fucking back on his fucking hamstrings every fucking play until it's too much. I'm going to keep going until either I get kicked out or it's too much for him, Dre. I got to get it, bro. I have to get it, Dre. I, I do, because ain't nobody going to go get it for, for, for Pat Bear. Like, I got to go get it on my own. And that's what that's became my, you know, add that to the addiction that I have to want to win now. Like, it's a sick combination, bro. It really is. And speaking of... The, the awards, you talked about the awards. You know, you got first team, which, by the way, Pat Bev, he, he do first team. A lot of respect for Pat Bev, and I'm going to shout out somebody who I know he got a lot of respect for from the same city, Tony Allen. Talk to me yeah. about Tony Allen and his his path through the league and what impact did that have on you coming from the same city? So, so T.A., you got to understand, T.A. will bind them. These are like the godfathers in Chicago. You Absolutely. understand? Obviously, you have the Antoine Walkers, and but these guys are way a little older than me. You know, I'm talking yeah. about games that I actually went to as a seventh grader looking like, can't like, man, I can't wait to play in this game, you know, like like that. So when I got in touch with Will Bynum, he kind of gave me the blueprint. Like, you know, he was playing with Detroit at the time. Everyone can, everyone, man, everyone plays offense. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna get you in touch with somebody, Pat. Y'all, y'all are literally twins. Y'all the same person. You need to talk to him. Okay, what's his name? Tony Allen. I'm overseas, so I'm like, hell yeah, Tony. Like, hell yeah, like, hell yeah, I want to talk to T.A. I talked to T.A., uh, and he gave me, he gave me, like, raw shit, like, so how's your grip strength? And I'm like, I don't know. Do you do fingertip push-ups? Like, I'm, no. Like, how's your lunge? Like, everything was about body, body, strength, strength, strength. Instantly, I hang up the phone. I, I, Dre, I, could, I, can't, I can't lie to you, bro. I hang up the phone. I go right to the weight room. I think I blank out in that bitch. I'm, I'm in that bitch lifting for like three hours straight. You feel me? I got to do what Tony Allen did. So now I'm seeing T.A. He doing his thing. Memphis, he playing y'all. He on the ground. He yelling the first team. Oh, my God. Like the impact he had with it. Like, okay, T.A., you from Chicago. I'm from Chicago. You the big homie. Like, can I get that? Just let me get that. You feel me? I know you on your way out. I ain't gonna do wrong by it. I'm gonna do right about it. I ain't gonna get no funny trouble. I'm gonna do right by it. He, man, all respect, take it. You gotta, you know, and that's just always been my thing. You know, I always feel like I'm first saying, no matter what, no matter what. And, and you have that type of impact. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's obviously a lot of people that vote on these things that, yeah. you know, that's a whole yeah. other story. That's a whole other story. Right. <laughs> you know, but uh, you, you have that type of impact. And I think the guys that you're guarding, and the guys that got to see you every night, they feel that way. Right. And the coaches. Absolutely. Facts. You know, you got to be accounted for in a major Counting. way. Uh, don't, don't bring him up. Send him back there. Let's try to bring this guy up. Right. 
Absolutely. No, that, that's a fact. But and speaking of defensive guys, uh, Marcus Smart won Defensive Player of the Year, mm. first guard since Gary Payton. Um, what does that do for your psyche? Does that make you say, okay, now I can break through uh, because I should have been in that uh, conversation anyway? Or do you feel like that's a one-time thing where it's like, all right, let's check this box again, but it's not really possible for guards because like yourself, like Tony Allen, it's crazy that Tony Allen never won a defensive player of the year mm. award. You talk to anybody mm. who was anybody. And Cole. most guys, Kobe, Steph, Clay, you talk to these guys, and most guys talk about Tony Allen's defense and, and, and like the defense that he played for years. I had the opportunity to witness him met, like completely take us out of our offense. Like, do you think that opens doors or do you think that's kind of a check the box thing and, and goes back to the bigs? So, you know, after when I when I seen the Marcus Smart thing, I part of me was pissed the fuck off, Dre. I ain't gonna lie, bro. And I I'd be a fool not to sit from a competitor standpoint, I'd be a, 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 a cap sitting on here telling you I wasn't pissed off when that happened. Not from like I don't want him to get it, from like, damn, I'm happy a guard got it, but damn, I've been sitting right here. Like I've been sitting right here for years. But I respect it. A guard got it, you know? So now I'm like, okay, what do I have to do now? Do I have to block yeah. more shots? Do I have to, okay, fuck that, Pat. You got to win more. Mm -hmm. You got to win more. Okay, you got to win more and you got to be more healthy. Like, fuck playing 65 games. Fuck it, maybe I just got to play the whole 82, Pat. Like, okay, cool. So what does that mean now for the summertime? Uh, okay, maybe lift, a lot of more rest now. You yep. know, so like, Again, a changing it, changing it, changing it, molding it, like forming it, trying to make it fit, trying to make make it work, trying to, okay, do you guys see me without, hey, look at me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, Absolutely. do you see the work instead of, like, don't hear my voice, look at the work, you know? And that's right. and that's kind of be my thing. But I, is it a one-time thing? I don't know. I hope not. Like, you know, I hope not. Is it fair? You got, you know, six, nine guys, you know, you know the Rudy Gobert's of the league, you know, I mean, do they the defensively? Yeah, the numbers are there, but it's people like, you know, like again, that's another conversation. You know, what I'm saying so, like, you know, so like it's it. it you know, I just wanna, I just wanted to be consistent, whatever the vote is, because it was a year mm -hmm. I felt like you should have been a defensive player of the year, and it was, um, man, how he only make first team, like, yeah. very interesting, but but noted, okay, you know, so that's the kind of thing I'm, you know, I'm flowing with. Is it I need to be better in the media? Do I need to? Handling them nicer. I'm not gonna, you know, down myself to make another person happy just to get an award, though. Like I'm, I'm not mm -hmm. gonna do that. Like I'm not gonna do that. So what's the balance? Do I need to be nicer to the media? Do I need to, you know, because you know I'm not really a guy that's, you know, hey, how are you doing? I'm not the first name basis guy. Because when I was out there in Chicago on that block, wasn't nobody checking on Pat Bell. So I don't that's feel the need to make sure you. Get away from my locker, motherfucker. I got some shit to do. Like, school <laughs> over, you know? <laughs> like, like, you're really in my way. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, that's been that's been my whole thing, you know? And, man, is it awards or is it respect, Pat? Like, did you come in here for re rewards, awards, or did you come here with respect? Like, if I can leave in a game and I got one of these top dudes, Dane or Steph, and they never admit it in, a, in, in, in you know, in during their career, but when they done, they say, man, Pat Bear gave me problems. That's better than any award I can get, Dre. I ain't going to lie to you, it's a fact. The respect of your peers goes way further than anybody Any else's respect. That's a fact. Yeah. No, I, and that's I, how I'm going to just live on that. Absolutely. Yeah. As you should, because <laughs> that's what everybody going to remember. 
You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's what ultimately drives us, you know? All right. So and speaking of me, by the way, I, I just read something, uh, and and you just you just hinted at it. I just read something like a week or two ago where the media is coming back in the locker room. Uh as 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 someone who is a part of the media, yourself included in that, which we about to get to, but I think that's absolutely ridiculous uh, because nothing gets done before the game. Like, I'm, I'm just be honest with you. I'm not talking to anybody before no game. I, I don't no, have but. anything to talk about. Like, I, I'm just, that's not, so you don't have interviews taking place. So it's essentially just eavesdropping. People come stand in the locker room, look around, look around, look around. And, and it's a waste of time. And, it, and quite frankly, it, it bothers me because our locker room should be our sanctuary. You know, mm -hmm. that should be, you know, our place. You know, everybody speaks on mental health and all of these things. That should be a place of peace. That should be a place where you can go and you can settle down. All of the stuff going on, I need to go there and just chill out for a second. Not, oh, uh, be, well, they have to leave with this amount of time on the clock because the reality is, well, by the time that time on the clock comes, it's actually my time to leave the locker room, right. to go to chapel, to go do my lift, to go uh, do my shooting, to uh, get my core stuff in, tape. It's time to leave the locker room then. So you never really get a, a time to have peace in the locker room. Right. And, and I think that should be, like, that's that's what that place is. It's your sanctuary. Like, no one, no one can just walk in somebody's office and sit there when they want to and listen. But in our locker room, you you could just come in there and sit there. I don't understand that. Yeah, I th I think honestly, Dre, I ain't gonna lie. This game is so it's so uh, it's real and whatever the inside game is, but outside it's so drama oriented. Yes. It's so he says she say it's so oh oh this person said this person, and I think NBA loves that. So allowing media comes in, you know, you might you might get some stories that you might not just get on a media outlet. And I think that's the, you know, that's the thing they're trying to get and run from it and, you know, and take it away from. So, you know, how that uh, facts. It, it, it do get a bit soap opera-ish at times. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, it does. It does get a bit that way at times. But, you know, and, and speaking of the media and the new media, uh, you know, I've been saying that and, you know, I, like I said, I spoke about it on this podcast and just watching you um, go up there on first take and watching you on Get Up and, and, and seeing you start your media journey. And, and I'm like I said, I'll be the first to say it was a pleasure for me to watch. Uh, you were very knowledgeable, uh, which I, I think is beautiful. I'm not going to do you the disrespect and say you spoke well, as if that's not expected. You know, uh, I, I hate when people tell me, you oh, man, you, you, you speak well. What, am I what supposed I to fucking speak like. bad? Like, <laughs> how am I supposed to sound like a fucking idiot? And so I'm not going to give you the you spoke well, but you were very knowledgeable. You were certain in what you wanted to say. And you didn't back down from no bump. And I don't think uh, people understand what it's like going up there and sitting next to Stephen A. Stephen A is great. Like, no, no, no. What, uh, like, he is the elite. best. Elite. Like, absolutely. Elite at, like, he is the best at what he does. He is the absolute best. And I don't think people understand what it takes for you to go sit up there, 
Listen to one of his rants. Keep your train of thought because he may say something in the first five to 10 seconds that you want to respond to, but he may go on for two minutes. And you have to hold your train of thought for the rest of that time while he says seven other things that you want to respond to. And then you have to respond back, not stumble over yourself, know exactly what you're talking about. If for one second you think you're going to say, uh, and actually, um, he going to come right back in and destroy what you were saying. So I don't think people really understands the pressure of that. And then actually being able to go up there and do it like you did. But what made you want to start your media journey right now? And <clears throat> where do you plan on taking it? It's a three-part question. And I know you'll roll with it. And then thirdly, what was that like going up there with a goat? You know, we always talk about uh, playing against goats. You you playing with arguably the goat now. Like, what was that like going up there and facing the goat every single day you went up there? So I knew I was like I knew I was I was always good with words. Like I was always witty. Like I'm I'm, I'm quick on my feet. You know what I'm saying? You say two, I, I say you know four. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm real <laughs> quick. I just I just with the media, especially the new media. Your, your your facts have to be on point and 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 and, and, and timely facts, not something that happened that happened that happened. Timely facts that you can. Hey, yeah, you said that, but that's that's very interesting to me because you just said this, so I'm trying to see how this compares to what you just said. Because if they don't equal up to me, so help me understand, so I like so I can be better, you know. And it yeah. came sarcastically which opened the doors to everything, you know, like, and I, I had fun with it. Like, you know, I'm, I, I'm always tell the truth, but the person I am on the media and the person I am in, in my regular life is the person that I am on a basketball court. So it's not like I, I'm, I'm a two different people. Like if I, mm -hmm. if I say he's a cone, he's a bum, like I'm, I'm going to say that to your face. Like, I'm not going to, you, you, you know, Absolutely. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, <laughs> Absolutely. like, it ain't, it, 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 Aaron Gordon, like you, you're a two K player. Like ain't no disrespect. Okay, <laughs> you're a two K. You, you ain't no. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So like, I don't have a problem saying that because when we play Denver Nuggets, I'm gonna say the same thing to him in his face. You know whether Mike is there or not. So far as being nervous about saying things wasn't an issue, but going up there with Stephen A. It was like, his, I don't think people understand like his his vocabulary. Like it's insane. I, My goodness. Bro, vocabulary, dude, the source, uh, a dictionary, an encyclopedia, dude, is all of that. All of that. And yeah. he comes up, and he's so fresh, and he's, and people don't understand, like, he's an older guy. Like, so for him to still be able to, to like, to, 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 to say a word and, a, and deliver a message, and anybody on any age level can, like, understand it, grasp it, and have knowledge about that is, is GOAT status, bro. Absolutely. It really is. Yes, it really is. is. That's so, like, fact. to go up there, you know, obviously, you know, I'm not going to go up there. Like, I'm just this, I'm going to ask questions. I'm going to, you know, text the night before. I'm a, I'm prepared. Dre, I got my notes out. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't even want to watch the playoffs, but fuck it, man. I'll watch this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got my notes out. So, I want to come, I want to come prepared because I don't want to be, dis I don't want to disrespect Stephen A. Smith. That's Because he's going to test me. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's he is. Me, you know, so, now you in his, now you in his, now you in his playground. See, right. we always, you know, we all call him out when he gets to talking who, you know what I'm saying? And he know his stuff, but I would never believe that Stephen A. know basketball better than me, just like you. Like, this is what we do. This is what we eat, breathe, live. This is what we do. But 
you you go up there now, you you in his battlefield. You better be ready to go. Every time, too. And he go mm-hmm. test you. And he go cut you off. And he go talk like you said. He go, he go throw, he go throw a little bit out there in the beginning, let up off of it. Two minutes later, come back to it. And you sitting there, you can't be sitting there like uh the the, the <laughs> right, right past you next. He can't do it out the way. Yep. Now you looking crazy on TV. <laughs> Absolutely. No, nah, I'm going to control my narrative. Stephen A., I said this. I'm staying with this. This is my team. This is my prediction. I remember when I was up there, everybody talking about, man, Draymond, Draymond. I say, man, y'all need to relax, man. This man knows exactly what he's doing, man. Absolutely. What's wrong with y'all? <laughs> you, think this man, you think this team has came all the way to the championship to fucking lose? Like, they, they're battle-tested, battle-proven, with and without KD. Like, Man, y'all tripping. Now everybody's surprised. Oh, Pat, you were right about Draymond. He was going, nah, I'm a basketball player. Like, obviously, like, Dray knows what's going on. Okay, cool. Let me get that attention. All right, Steph, y'all cool now? All right, cool. Nice song. Let's hoop now. Absolutely. It's just chess game, man. This shit ain't checkers, man. Like, Uh, like, it ain't, you know? So, like, and and going up there with Stephen A. Smith was a vibe, man. And, And, like, he's one of the few guys that, like, he helps you. He's not yes, here to he like does. step on you or like, you feel me? He gonna let you know in the door, yeah, this is still my shit. You yes, know what I'm saying? Is. With I respect, but like mm-hmm. he helps you. He ain't here to like hold information from you or like tip, like let you step in some shit and then like, oh man, watch you going like, nah, he gonna warn you everything is to come and you gotta applaud a brother like that, especially Afri- yes, African American brother like that, straight up. That's a fact. I, I love that brother, man. He He helps me. Uh, he'll send me text messages. If he see me do something well, he'll call me. If he see me do something wrong, he'll call me. And I always tell people, people quick to ask about Stephen A. And I always tell people, I say, man, that's a real guy. Like, you know, you you see him go to work and you're like, oh, he this, he that. I'm telling you, that's a real guy. And he cares and he helps and he's not, he's not insecure. He, which he, he's willing to put his neck out on the line for you if it really? costs for him to put his neck out on the line. But I got a lot of respect and appreciation for him because like you just said, uh, this is a business where, man, everybody after everything, and yet he's so secure in who he is and what he brings that he's not afraid to help. And, and, sure. and, that's, and that's not a regular thing for most people. And I'll tell you, it was something that I did and I wanted to see. Hey, Dre, you gotta hate you gonna hate me, bro. I gotta go miss catch this bus. We in Vegas, bro. I'm so sorry, man. Oh, all good, all good, my dog. Let me ask you one I'm more so question. Sorry. Talk to me, talk to me. One more question, real quick. Yeah, uh, yeah. Come what, on. what did what what did it do for you when Russ was at when Russ was at your press conference when you get when you got introduced? Oh no 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 no! When Russ came through like that, bro. Like when he came through like that, that was like. Uh, it felt like it felt like a homie that I didn't I didn't know I had. It felt like it felt like because you know like when it comes to demeanor, obviously I'm not talking about skill and talent, and people always get this fucking mixed up. I'm not talking about skill and talent. I'm just talking about like demeanor and attitude. When it comes to like demeanor and attitude, like me and Russ, we damn near the same people. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Facts. Facts. We, we down to the same people like there. It was like I had a friend that like I didn't even know I had in the league. As you all just heard, Pat Bev had to take off and, and run uh, to his bus with the team, which I totally understand. As a professional guy, I know he's a guy that's never late. Although, give him a little crap, he was late for the show. But obviously, he was with the team. Uh, nonetheless, 
Uh, he had to run to his bus. But my question was, how did Russ, Russell Westbrook showing up at his press conference impact him? And the answer cut out, and I wish we could have got the full answer. Maybe one day we will get the full answer. But how did that impact him? Because one thing, and, and Russ catches a lot of flack, one thing I've always heard about him from just about anybody that, I, that has ever played with him is he one of the best teammates they've ever had. And him showing up to that, that press conference that, that when Patrick Beverly was introduced, uh, it, said a, it says a lot about Russell Westbrook, the basketball player, but it says more about Russell Westbrook, uh, the man uh, that, that is constantly disrespected. But it says more about the man. You're talking to a guy who uh, I think their beef first originated when Pat Bev went for the steal and he's calling timeout and Russ hurt his knee. To, and the battles... Constantly, constant battles and Pat chirping and Russ chirping and they getting into it. And then they end up on the same team. They're saying Russ is going to get traded. And what does Pat Bev coming to the Lakers now mean for Russ? They're going to move on. And that man showed up to the press conference. I know most people will ignore that. I know most media will ignore that. But the new media, we won't ignore that. That's incredible. It says everything that it should about Russell Westbrook. And so I just wanted to hear what that did for Pat Bell. So you'll get a snippet of it. We got a snippet of it. He had to run, but it was great. I, I, have, I have this line of you, you meet your hero in life. Like, it's better to not meet your hero. Whoever your hero is, it's better to not meet your hero because if you have a hero, if you have a hero and, and you meet them, and say it could be a bad day. Like, they could be the nicest person in the world. They could always be willing to speak or sign an autograph. And, and you know, that day, you know, uh, when I'm with my kids, I try not to sign autographs. I feel like I'm away from them all the time. Uh, you know, I'm a, not all the time, but, you know, when I'm on the road or anywhere you go, it's like, uh, you know, people want your attention. But for me, I, when I'm with my kids, I, I want to give my kids all of my attention. And I don't think it's fair for them for me to have to answer to other things because of who I am. Like, no, they deserve time with their dad, and so I'm going to give them that. However, what I have to understand is one of my biggest pet peeves is when you meet your hero and they're not really a hero. And what do I mean by that? Like, they don't give you that feeling that you thought you would get if you ever met your hero. They don't uh, show you the attention that you would have wanted. And I and I can honestly say, uh, sometimes it's it's very situational. Uh, but I said all of that to say is it, it's it's when you meet someone, or you know, in this case, I didn't meet Pat Bev, but having the opportunity to talk to Pat Bev and they are exactly what you've grown to believe they are or or even more than that is is absolutely incredible and what i just had the honor and pleasure of listening to what you all just had the honor and pleasure of listening to i hope you appreciated it and i hope you you really took everything away from it and this interview is for more than just basketball players. This interview is for somebody who's hungry. Uh, this, 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 this segment of the show, this is for somebody who's down on their luck and, and don't really know if it's possible to get back up. Because what you just witnessed is a guy who 
again, had a baby freshman year, had another baby second year, on his way getting kicked out of school, don't get a call, making ends meet, gets a call to go to second division in Ukraine. Two years before that, that guy was averaging 38 points a game in Chicago. Chicago ain't, ain't like, Chicago is real basketball. <laughs> this isn't like uh, he was playing in the middle of nowhere. This is Chicago, Illinois, a hotbed for basketball. You're talking Isaiah Thomas, Antoine Walker, uh, Anthony Davis. Uh, Kevin Garnett went to his last high, uh, year of high school in Chicago. And the list goes on and on and on. Shannon Brown. Uh, I mean, the list, and, and you're just talking great hoopers. Like, Sharon Collins was incredible. Jacob Pullen, incredible. Like, when you're talking hoopers, Chicago has hoopers. This man was averaging 38 points a game just two years before that. And he's in the second division in Ukraine. The mental toughness that you have to have to go through that, to get through that, to then get here, and then get all the way where he is. Over the years, I, I've continued to gain more and more respect for Pat Bev. And after this interview, I have even more respect. Uh, just his grind, his hustle. And I tell you what, with what he brings to the team, and what the energy that he brings and how him and Russ' energy is going to match up. And with Brian and AD, like I said before, I'm not counting the Lakers out. You'd be crazy if you count them out. But, man, thanks to Pat Bear for giving us that gold that he just gave us. I hope everyone enjoyed it. Listen to it. Listen to it again and listen to it again. Take it to, take it to your job. If you're in leadership position at your job, let sign up, give an assignment to those that you're in, that you're leading, and that's to listen to that because it was absolutely amazing. You can't get that many places, but you can get it here on the Draymond Green Show. Thanks to Pat Bear. That's a wrap on this episode. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break 
and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 